friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. Uh, what up, patron peeps? It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. could be thoughts on your mind, things you're thinking about, about the past, the present, or the future. Or, you know, just figuring, or figures, uh, or figurines. Maybe you did, maybe you collect figurines, or you like figurines. Or, you know, there's there's lots of other thoughts about figurines now that I'm thinking about it. There you go. I'm thinking right in the middle of a podcast intro where I'm talking about thinking. Big, uh, big meander there. Where it's thoughts, it could be feelings or emotions coming up for you. Maybe you were uh, like uh, taking your child's figurines or your own and, and putting them in it. Like, I like to do that, like put them in different emotional, whatever. I don't know what you call it. It's not a sculpture. Poses, that's what they're called, poses. How come they don't have that? They always say there's action poses, but I'm not, mine's in an emotional pose. And, you know, don't over explain me. No, 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 not an emotional pose. Please don't, like... Uh, different emotions you know now with the ability to emote uh, gi joe 20 the, the gi joe the scooter collection now with the ability to emote this one says oh uh, that's the uh, the calculator the newest uh, member of gi joe uh, whose job is to calculate uh, oh no gotta redo those numbers again with, you know, you can pose them emotionally and the ability to emote. Not real, no, G.I. Joe's do not come with the ability to actually emote. Is only a, you know, uh, is mostly in your imagination, including G.I. Joe Scooter Edition, only in Scooter's imagination. Available for a limited time only in this intro. Uh, okay, so you could be <laughs> feelings uh, coming up for you. It could be physical sensations. It could be changes in time, temperature, routine. You could be going through something. You could have changed, you know, you could be anticipating something positive. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of it. And if you're having any things, conflicts related to figurines, I'm sorry that I had to bring all this up for you. So I do apologize. I've made a f, f, f out of I and G, the, in, and gene. Figure, or you, uh, figure, I've made an F out of I and U, because uh, you can't spell figurine without those some of those letters, I think. Okay, so it could be thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to try to keep you company and take your mind off that, like I said. The way... I'm going to try to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night and attempt to create a safe place for you where you could set aside that stuff. And uh, so I send my voice across the deep, dark night. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. 
which are neither traditional nor traditionally soothing, but they do, they, they are eventually, they, like for most people that like to show, they're soothing. Uh, so, yeah, just see how it goes with the lulling, soothing, curriculum, dulcetones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents. I don't know how many I've had already tonight, but multiple ones. I mean, how many times do we get to do a toy launch and an intro out of a thousand episodes? What do you say, five hundred times, uh, four fifty? If you count imaginary fun leisure centers and toys, probably yeah, seven hundred. I don't know, not not too often. Uh, oh, what was it talking about? Take your mind. Oh, pointless meanders. I just got caught in another one. But uh, all the keep your company and take your mind off of stuff. Also repetitive words, filler words, like I said at the open. But here's the things to know. If you're new, one, most important thing is you getting the sleep you need. You deserve a safe place. You deserve a place of respite. You are important and your sleep is important. And while I cannot provide that for everybody, at least they can get that message across to you. That's the truth. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you don't dread or that's not filled with rigmarole. Uh, You deserve a bedtime you can ease into. And if I could be a part of that, it would be my honor because one makes the world a better place if you get the rest you need and your life is more manageable. Two, I've been there. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. All thinking, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, all that stuff I've dealt with. So while I might not know exactly what you're going through, between me and all the other listeners that are here right now with us, we we know some of the underlying feelings of how it feels, and it doesn't feel good. So again, if I can help with that, it's important to me. And it's also important to a lot of other people listening with you right now. And they believe it. They believe I can hear the regular listeners nodding their heads when I say you're important and your sleep's important. So that's one thing. The flip side of it is that this podcast just doesn't work for everybody. That's what makes it work in some senses. It doesn't, it's not for everybody, but I hope it's for you. And it does have like a, whatever that's called, a high tier, a high bar of acceptance, or I don't know what it is. Not everybody buys it. Just like you'd say, I I'm, I played with action figures, not emotion figures. And I say, well, it's time it's time for a change. Time to rearrange their poses into emotion, emotive, emotive, you know. It's like, these are, this was the original emoticon. Uh, that's what my, uh, the, that's what the, uh calculator drives around in the original emoticon doesn't look like an emoticon because it was before there were emoticons you say hold on scoots why would the calculate wouldn't shouldn't the the feel feel somebody else be driving around in them i'd say probably you're right about that but whatever okay what was i Oh, this podcast just isn't for everybody. It does take a few tries. That's what hundreds of thousands of people have said. Took a few tries. I didn't like the podcast at first, or I tried to listen, or I tried to pay attention. It took a few tries till I realized, oh, this podcast will never make any sense. And that's why it works. So give it a few tries. Other things that create that is different about the show. One, it's a podcast you don't listen to. 
or you just kind of barely listen. You can listen to it just like sand going through your hands. You're kind of holding on to it, but it's also flowing through. So it's a podcast you don't listen to. also doesn't put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to be your boar friend, your company in the deep dark night, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bud, your boar bestie maybe one day. I'm here to make things feel a little bit less lonely and to say, oh, I have someone I could listen to if I need to. Because if you can't sleep, I'm here. I'm here the whole night long. If you need episode after episode, cue them up. I'll be here. So that's one thing to know is that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm here, whether you're awake or asleep, and that you could kind of just barely listen to me. The other thing that makes a show hard for new people is the structure of the show, but I want to tell you why the show is structured the way it is and what to expect, even though it's like 10 minutes in the show already, probably even further. But so show starts off with a greeting that's important and silly. I say, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And then I usually say something a little bit goofy so that you say, okay, I'm welcome here. Hopefully I feel seen and I get the tone of the show a little bit goofy. Then there's support for the show because I like the podcast to come out twice a week for free. Then there's support for listeners. Then there's support for the community. Then there's our intro, which we're now like 10 or 11 minutes into, I think. And people will say, what is this part of the business or what two, 20 minutes of housekeeping and I can hear my critics says stuff like that all the time, too, so I get it. Uh, but no, the, the intro is a show within a show, and it serves a very, very important purpose to me because it's the transition between daytime and bedtime or wake and sleep. It's the middle place, the intro. It's, it's at the beginning, but it's really the middle place. The intro, it's the in-between it's not the upside down. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the in-between. Uh, because it's between when you're waking up and, and when you're falling asleep or when you're awake or yeah, not not waking up because that would be confusing. Sleep with me. The pot, You could listen to Sleep With Me after you wake up if you're trying to go back to sleep. I mean, people do do that at 3 or 4 in the morning or even 6 or 7 in the morning. But anyway... So the intro goes on and on and on with me kind of failing to effectively describe the show. And it's different every time. And that's why it's a show within a show so that you have something familiar to listen to. But it has some variety. So you say Scoots has never talked about action figures that emote with emoticons and all that stuff before that he remembers even though some of you might say, except five intros ago when you were talking about it. And I said, really, do, do they have emotional poses? Uh, there's actually one I have, Curious Poses, just like the song. Is there a song with Curious Poses? Because I do have one, leaning forward, one hand on its elbow, the other underneath its chin, leaning forward curiously. That, that character's called the Barker. Uh, nothing to do with carnivals, but... Uh, just because that's what I named the character just now in my mind. That was the first word that popped in my head. The Barker, in a curious pose. And, oh, because that was right before Doves flew, right? Was curious poses. Anyway, where was I? Oh, the intro goes on and on and on. Uh, but it's different every time. It, because 
for a lot of listeners, there are 2% of people that skip the intro. There's a few percentage of people that sleep through the intro. That's awesome. Either way. And then there's a few thousand people on Patreon that listen to story-only episodes. But for a lot of other listeners, the intro is part of their wind-down. So whether they started as they're getting ready for bed or they're in the room doing some sort of other chill activity or they're in bed, the intro is part of them easing into bedtime, slowly dialing the day away. Uh, and that's just what works from what I've researched and for what works for me is having a wind-down routine. So the intro is like, oh, you get to listen to Scoof, Goof, Scoof, Goof around uh, during and maybe Doodle or whatever it is. So that is the intro. Then there's a support between the intro and the bedtime story. That's just another part of coming out twice a week for free. And then there'll be our bedtime story. This will be the tail end of our Tales of Lady Witchbeard before we move on to our next series. So we'll talk about that. And uh, then there's thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. That's why I make the show. That's kind of what to expect, but it's very different. So give it a few tries. It's free. And I really do hope it works for you. Or at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you are like uh, tons of other sleep audio or sleepy stuff, so check that out. But I'm glad you're here. I work really hard at Yearn and I Strive, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, hey, everybody, Scoots here, and this is uh, the Tales of Lady Witchbeard, uh, episode 13, where we look back at the series, maybe take a little... Uh, like a Saturday morning preview of what's coming up in our next couple series. And, uh, so yeah, um, I'll just say like, uh, have Antonio introduce uh, things right now since we're doing this a little bit different. Uh, there's the friends beyond the binary, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, it's time for a recap of tales of lady, Witchbeard. splish, splash. Yeah. All right, thanks, Antonio. So uh, let's see. So he, this is the kind of episode you could listen to this first and then listen to all the Lady Witchbeard episodes, or you could listen to this separately. And this is kind of like our look back episodes that started doing this uh, years ago, like a series wrap up as long as we have time to do it. One, because I found it's very sleepy for most people. They sleep right through it, which is great. Uh, and then, two, there are some people in the audience that uh, are creative and want to hear kind of some of the processes behind the show and sleep to it or listen to it optionally to chill out or both because usually that's on a re-listen. And, uh, you know, here's, here's a funny thing. If you're listening to it for that reason, I do recommend setting a timer because it is hard to focus on Sleep With Me in general. And just listen to it in 10-minute chunks. Uh, probably 10 minutes is your max. Uh, I mean, I listen to, like, when I'm doing a really focused listen to the show, yeah, I'm, like, doing it in 15-minute chunks, but I've been doing it for thousands of episodes. Or, excuse me, like, a thousand-plus episodes. So, 
little pro-am tip from Scoots. So we did season two of Lady Witchbeard. This, I believe, was our longest stretch between a season one and a season two. Uh, is possibly one of one of my, I mean, not possibly, it's definitely Lady Witchbeard is one of my favorite characters to work with. And to think about, especially, I mean, this is weird. Lady Witchbeard probably is the character I feel like lives the most life in between the Sleep With Me episodes. Um, as opposed to other characters, she inhabits more of a space uh, of... Uh, where I'm only getting, like, we're only getting exposed to a segment of her life. <laughs> Normally, her life is even more exciting than it would be on an episode of Sleep With Me. And so, like, I don't know, like, so so there was a long delay. So what I'll do for this episode is I'll run through kind of the history of Lady Witchbeard. And maybe if I can find it, we'll take, a, like, a deep dive into the first episode she ever appeared on. And kind of talk about the series and, and, and where things went and then see what our time's like and go from there. I guess the first thing I want to address, though, is like why, like I get a lot, like even like I definitely am not in a position where I can take any episode submission ideas. I put that on our website and I try to let people know that. And that's like non, you know, like, uh, but even understandably people say, Hey, when's this, this, that's not an episode submission idea. It's more like, Hey, when can you do a second season or another season? Or when are these characters coming back? Because understandably everybody has their favorite characters. And I just like, I'm the same way. When's this series going to have its season two or season three, or when's this movie coming back out with this recurring character? Or when's this person putting out their next movie? I don't care what if it's uh, like uh, so. You know, if I'm just a fan of theirs, uh, so um, totally understand that. And Lady Witchbeard is one of those ones where it's like uh, I think people stopped asking because episodes became so far back in the archives they fell out of the free feed. So there was just like Lady Witchbeard super fans, and. Um, there was a long gap. I mean, I think Lady Witchbeard was, it wasn't one of the first series we did because the first three series were, well, the first two ones that stuck were Bessos and uh, uh, After the Glass Slipper. So I don't know if it was the series after those both con- concluded, so that would have put it in like year two of the podcast maybe. Or I don't know. I, I'd have to look and maybe we could do that as well. But uh it was such a long gap because a lot of interesting things, and I may have talked about some of this, so, so excuse me, and I, I'll probably be inaccurate, and if you look back at my answers at other times, I'll probably be remembering things in a different way than I remembered them in the past, and I might even be wrong about a lot of facts. Uh, that's just the nature of sleep with me and my brain and the way it works. I'm very imperfect and you know, I remember my memory does not work uh, like a recording device. Uh, it's more of an impressions device. But so um, the the biggest reason for the gap, Lady, which between seasons of Lady, which was just there was not a story worthy, like like uh, that says why. Like, I'm trying to think of how the phrasing of the question that I say, but like. 
like, well, is this, is there a reason to make a season two of Lady Witchbeard until a story or a concept comes up? Uh, the answer is normally, no, let's just wait. Or what, like if I'm discussing it with myself, it's like, oh, what ideas do you have? Well, I don't know. I just miss her. Okay. Well, that's probably not enough to produce 12 new episodes. So let's just wait and see. And because Sleep With Me is independent, I don't have outside pressure to say, okay, when is this new series going to be done? And it's not a matter, this isn't a matter of perfectionism because it's more like it's pre, pre, it's uh, whatever you call that, like uh, where you're, you're saying, okay, when there's enough juice here to push a series forward, then the series will be ready to get pushed forward. So it's not like procrastinating or avoidance or saying I'm waiting for the perfect idea because it's definitely never a perfect idea. It's more of like, can this concept or idea sustain a series? And in in a sense, not is it worthy of being a, is it going to make great material? Is it worthy of the characters in the story? And again, can it come up? Can we get about 12 hours? Like, is it like sustainable in the sense of like, is there 12 hours of material there? Because that's a lot uh, and a lot of writing. And in, in order to do that, it's like, okay, there has to be something conceptually. Now, in season twos or season threes of a series with Sleeping Me, there is an extra advantage, which was not, not well, I guess it was in this case, but I wasn't able to lean on it. But maybe I was of uh, having an established a relationship with the characters. That's something I talk about a lot of times. And that does come with extra responsibility. So it doesn't make it any easy to kick off the season. But once you start writing, it's easier to get into a groove because you know the characters a little bit better. Now, it had been a long time since I worked with these characters. And one of the difficulties of season one, it was that, uh, um, like, Lady Witchbeard was such an amazing character that like a like a witch who is a pirate i mean what more can you ask for right is it like a, you say holy cow that's a dream character i mean i mean that's what i i mean in my opinion i said well like uh you know i can just see any number of amazing people like being lady witchbeard or portraying lady witchbeard or you know creating an animated lady witchbeard because the idea of a witch who's a pirate is just uh, endlessly fascinating to me. And then Lady Witchbeard herself is uh, a complicated character, but she's also kind of in the similar... I, I, I don't think... I guess she is... I don't know if she's heavily influenced by Star Trek The Next Generation or somebody like Picard, because she is different than Picard. And I haven't seen like a lot of Captain Janeway... So I can't say that she's influenced by Captain Janeway, but I'd say like she's she's as competent as Picard. Maybe she's a little more Riker. I'm trying to think, I mean, but she she's definitely influenced by the competence of the 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 crew of the Enterprise and the command structure of the Enterprise, and she's an incredibly competent character. Though she is not constrained in the same ways by like a federation, so she is different in that sense. Is uh, and that's kind of one of the cool things I was able to do, or, or that I had fun with with this uh, series.
But one of the difficulties of that is uh, when you're prepping something like that in season one, I had less experience too, but like, uh, so boy, this is going to be amazing because it's going to be Lady Witchbeard's story and she's going to take things from, you know, the beginning to the end. And we had a pretty strong concept, which was like the the simplest version was Lady Witchbeard heard um, the Neil Young song about uh, Hernan Cortez. And then she said, okay, like, I don't like this guy. Let's go find him and teach him some manners. And that's very, very, uh, I don't know. It's still a juicy concept of uh, drives a lot of sleep with me. But uh, in, in in this version, we went to a kind of an alternative reality. Uh, but we went we kind of kind of back in time. I think we definitely weren't in our universe because uh, like things were much more surreal and magical. So it had this magical realism type feel, or that's what I was going for, I guess. Uh, and uh, but once we got there, it became a lot more. Uh, like Germ kind of took over the character that I was playing kind of as myself. And in some sense, as a character, you know, the scooter type character. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, surreal fun stuff that happened. But it wasn't like a straight, it, it was definitely not even, it was a very meandering plot line and overcomplicated and in a good way. But it wasn't a straight, I mean, obviously it couldn't be because that's not the job of sleep with me. But I still thought Lady Witchbeard would carry that series as an A character. But instead she ended up being kind of like the B character. And I, mean, I guess that's a, a, a sense of like, uh, it, I remember at the time I was very frustrated. And I even was emailing with somebody that wrote wrote comic books uh for one of the big comic book companies, and they said, I can't, like, really, they were trying to be kind about it, but they said, well, you're lucky that this character, she's making her own decisions, and her decisions to step out of the spotlight. Uh, you got to respect that, because I got to write characters that I, they don't, like, I don't get to, like, give them that breathing room. I have to write a character that somebody else uh that has all these expectations and lack of choice and, and use those creative constraints. So the characters, you know, like have to behave a certain way or, or have to fit, you know, certain thing. And here you've got this character and she's just doing like, she gets to do what she wants. Uh, that's a pretty good problem to have. And I think that was early on. So like in the series, and I can remember, I think reading the message, uh, when I was eating my lunch, I don't know if I was on a run, but I remember I was in, this is when I worked at the library and I was on my break, uh, in Fremont, California at this Lake Stevenson, I think it's called, which is where I would eat my lunch and take my lunch breaks or go for a run and then eat my lunch at my desk. So I just remember that season. I don't remember much about it because I haven't re-listened to it. And it had some things, that, like if I can recall correctly, that I liked. It was more slapstick. Uh, Lady Witchbeard was much, like, because it was like a, like a, more in the R-rated, uh, PG, strong PG-13, like Lady Witchbeard was much, her temper was much more foul. And she was, she was a little bit harder around the edges. 
And, you know, I was her, like, uh, like I wanted to be her sidekick even then. And she was kind of burdened with germ at the time, now Daw. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, I had fun with that series. Uh, I, I really liked how it turned out. Like, looking back at it and seeing how many wild things happened. And also that it was a sleep podcast where... Lady Witchbeard was going back or going in time to destroy a conquistador. That's like such, so, I mean, like, we can't say anything other than that's so Lady Witchbeard. That's exactly what she would do. So that's when I, you know you have a good character. It's like, okay, if Lady Witchbeard did hear that Neil Young song and listened to it and said, wait, are these the lyrics? Who is this guy? Like, uh, that's exactly the choice she would make. Now, that kind of leads into the delay of seasons is uh, when you have a character that uh, is that specific and kind of, I guess, like a fully formed or, or pretty strongly formed and has strongly held opinions, uh, you can't really force them to make choice decisions uh like in a, even as a writer or whatever, you can't say, okay, lady, which would have decided that you're going to do this. Well, well, okay. She would say like an actor or actress, uh, okay, what's my motivation? And you'd say, oh boy. Uh, and that's exactly the relationship we have in a good sense. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of external projection, but in both series, it was like, okay, Leave me, like, basically Lady Witchbeard's, like, in, um, she's withdrawn at the start of a normal adventure with us because because of her relationship with me. Or before, the first time we met, it was something else. But, uh, so she doesn't want, she needs, like, a very strong motivation to change her mind uh, from being on a break uh, or saying, okay, I'm done with you, Daw, Germ. And your wild adventures. Now, meanwhile, the whole like Lady Witchbeard was existing between the two series because the first series left off, and I somehow I think, in very sleep with me tradition, I got scattered across multiple universes. I don't know how many series have ended that way. And I guess it's a trope, but it's also like. Uh, like, uh, just one way I like to end series in different ways is, uh, uh, or start them is, uh, the scattering across the universe idea for whatever reason. And, and this one, it was like, that was the only way to resolve the trouble at the end of the season. But of course, Lady Witchbeard being tied to me in some sense is like, okay, now I have to go collect all. So that was what happened for Lady Witchbeard between season one and season two. And that took a long, long time. And she had been, she had left the 13 seas, her world, uh, to, uh, one deal with Hernan Cortez and then two on another separate adventure, collect the pieces of germs scattered across the multiverses or whatever. Then needed a break because that probably was exhausting. And, of course, understandably, uh, she uh, she didn't want anything to do with me. After you, know, after you rescue someone who won't stop talking, you say, okay, I need a break. 
So, yeah, so Lady Wishers and, oh, okay, so one of the things uh, that would become important and naturally would become important is, so Lady Witchbeard left the World of 13 Seas, had her two adventures, and then was also on a break. Uh, meanwhile, the World of 13 Seas is still existing. Things haven't stopped there. I guess I wasn't aware of some of those facts until I started working on the series again. And so... Uh, for years now, I've been like, huh, like just like everybody else, will Lady Witchbeard have a second season? And sometimes I'll go on walks and think about her or think about it. And then I just say, I don't know, what adventure is really worthy of Lady Witchbeard? And it can be different every time for a different series. It might be that you think of something. I mean, this could have been other ways it played out. Like I could have thought of something enticing uh, like a clearly formed adventure or um, type of opposition that would fit Lady Witchbeard's needs or that would appeal to her and then said, okay, how about this? I heard this happened. Uh, like even the way the season played out, if if we like, we could have presented her in a different way without the initial concept and she'd go for it probably. Like we said, there's an ominous plan to, to gelatinize the 13 seas uh, by some mysterious figures, uh, one of which we believe is a witch conqueror from another realm or something, uh, she'd say, she'd already be gone. Like, I would have just heard the door close. I'd be like, Lady Witchbeard, where are you? Or we said, Jesus, pirate guilds are all closing down. No one knows why. There's something going on. Piracy has been stopped, uh, or pirates have gone legit. Even that might get her attention, but that's not what I thought of first. That's actually what grew out of the concept, which is the nice thing. Like, those weren't the ideas I had first. Those grew out of another idea. But So it doesn't have to be as simple as a concept. It could be a character. It could be a a conflict uh, or... It could be a what if, uh, or, huh, what's that? Uh, like, I think there's probably other things it could be, but normally your best place to start is like, uh, with a new character. Oh, what, what, uh, huh, what are they going to do? And then, or, huh, well, that happened. Well, how, how are we going to fix How would Lady Witchbeard fix it? But I didn't have any of those ideas that appealed to Lady Witchbeard over the past, whatever, five years. And at different times, I was like, okay, maybe there just won't be a second season of Lady Witchbeard. That's fine. Uh, and actually, that gives you the free, that actually is freeing in some sense. You say, okay, until there's a really good idea, um, like, then I'll, like, I just won't worry about it. And interestingly enough, it kind of happened by accident, like a lot of good things, uh, or popped out of the story swamp. And I don't have an exact memory of this, how this happened. And I don't, so I don't know if I talked about it already a different time. That's like accurate portrayal of what happened. Uh, but I could tell you that at some point I was thinking of Lady Witchbeard and maybe I had a couple ideas that I didn't write down. Unfortunately, that kind of, uh, helped me. Uh, but at some point I heard the song Brandy, which I think is by Looking Glass, uh, 
And I think I, like, I literally, it was just on a playlist or something, like probably a Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock playlist, maybe Brene Brown's Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock playlist. Uh, and for some reason, and I think I talked about it with Lady Witchford, it's like for some reason something about that song feels like the 70s to me. Like the music, musically, and the just the tone, like it feels like a '70s game show or something. I would have been watching as a kid on, re, like on repeats on like a cable channel, and I don't know. Nothing to me feels like I, I didn't really live very much in the '70s as a sentient being. Like, uh, so it's not like I say, oh, well, I grew up in the '70s or I was a teen in the '70s, where I had some formative moments. I mean, most of the formative stuff happened to me in the 80s. So while I existed in, in, for, for a time in the 70s, like, uh, I didn't really experience the 70s. So I don't know why what that is, but it's just something about that style of music. And I know there's a lot of other styles of music that evoke the 70s, but for me, for me, I'm saying, and I mean, it's definitely, and maybe it's a 60s song, but I don't know. For me, it like clearly is different than 60s classic rock or whatever, even though classic rock was in the 70s. I, I don't know. So that song, I I usually, like, tune into it unless I don't, like, unless it's bringing up some non-positive feelings for me, which happens at times. But I say, oh, boy, I get that 70s groove. A couple other songs do it, like Ride, Captain, Ride or something is another one. Uh, they say, oh boy, I feel like I'm on a 70s game show. I have no idea why that creates that experience for me, and it's more of like a dreamlike experience. It's not like I'm saying I heard the song on a game show. I know it's just a mood, I guess is the best way to put it. So that song came on, and at some point, I don't know what happened first. If I started, I said, well, I need one more hit of that brandy, man. Uh, or I said, wait a second. Never really paid paid attention to the depth of the song, and I mean I knew the lyrics and stuff, uh, but I said, "Wait a second, uh, this song is." Uh, the more you listen to it and you explore the lyrics, you say, "One, it's like this love lost song," but then you think that kind of Brandy's like being treated poorly. Uh, by all these other people, but then they're also like all in love with her. They're all jealous, like, oh, uh, and, and, and I don't know, it just has this tale. And actually, at first, uh, conceptually, I said, oh, wow, this is interesting. Like, and I guess that's all that matters is that, uh, I mean, I'll talk about what was where I thought things were going to go, but they don't all, they never go that way, obviously, in a good way. But I said, oh boy, like this is something, this song has something to be curious about. And I didn't even, like, it wasn't like I was looking for a song. I thought maybe, I didn't think that Lady Witchbeard's next adventure would come through a song again. But I said, holy cow, like, uh, this song raises more questions than answers. And, or for me. And that's exactly the kind of thing that you can write 12 episodes about. They say, okay, there's a lot of questions this song raised for me. One, who was this dude? Wait, did he really love the sea like more than Brandy or was he just telling her a tale? Uh, what if she, she was, wait, was she waiting for him to come back? Uh, 
then that's not like uh like is he was he gonna come back to her my love my lady is the seer whatever he says to her i think uh so i said uh like huh this is interesting there's a lot of questions here that remain unanswered i mean some people might think case closed like uh it's about like the songs about Brandy and her being sad. But I did say to myself, uh, if I was a lady witchbeard and listening to the song and then Brandy told me the similar tale, well, what would Brandy look like? Uh, and I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally. Is she sad? Like, and these are questions, not answers. So this is an important part of the process sometimes for me. Okay, well, you know, would she be sad? Is she mad? Is she defeated? Is she, like, is she, like, is longing flowing out of her? Has she moved on? Are dudes still bothering her? Okay, she sworn never love again. And it's just the, kind of that process. Oh, boy, like, that's a lot of questions getting raised, uh, and so then I'm like, okay, so if Lady Witchbeard's there, like Lady Witchbeard is less uh, asking the questions than saying, which question is Lady Witchbeard asking that she needs to have answered? So then I say, and that, that I guess is where the catalyst happens, where it's like, okay, we got to make this now. Because I say, okay, uh... Like, I think Lady Witchbeard, I'm not, this uh, is not written, so I can't put words in the mouth. But I say, I think, who the heck is this guy? Is he lost? Wow, I really feel for this Brandy. Is this guy lost? Uh, or is he just a jerk? Uh, or is he really in love with the sea? And I got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, like, whatever, wherever, when we're brainstorming, and it was Lady Witchbeard and I and Brandy together. And we're more in this question place than a real, real reality place, you say. Okay, this is stirring something in Lady Witchbeard that she can no longer be inactive about. That's it. That's what I mean by a catalyst. So then it doesn't mean you, you don't need the answers at that point. The, uh, the, 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 the Lady Witchbeard has been activated. The catalyst has happened. And... That probably just that event, like, is enough in this series, not maybe not other series, uh, but for a character that is action based uh, and is a kind of, uh, I don't know, that's how she expresses herself most for the most part is through her actions and she's driven to, like, yeah, I guess that just that catalyst drives her to action. That's enough. So I say, oh boy, okay, we're in it now. And then that's when you start to, like, that came up, I don't know when, but I said, okay. And then I was listening to Brandy, listening to cover songs of Brandy while we were still working on the last series, which I have no idea at this point even what series that was. Uh, was it in a new series? I have no idea because I'm already, my brain just doesn't work that way. But not important either, other than the fact, I mean, it's sure somebody's feelings are hurt at the start of the last series, whoever it was, uh, wasn't odder things. I don't think, uh, oh, was, was it journey into the journey into the land of tomorrow? That makes sense. 
So they wouldn't be hurt because they say, we understand, Scoots. Uh, it's been a while. And so this is like probably spring of uh, 2020 when this is happening. And we're wrapping up uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. And so then I say, okay, then it then what happens is you just have these concepts. Maybe you have time to play in it, but more you're just feeling it. And then the recording of Journey in the Land of Tomorrow, whatever, episode 12 or 10, whatever we finished on, it finishes. And then two weeks later, you got to be recording uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, episode 1. So you have two weeks to write it, which is some people it might sound like too much or a lot, but it's like the rhythm of the podcast that works uh, for me. Not I don't always love it, but having a deadline and the creative constraint of the deadline helps eliminate procrastination and perfectionism. Not all the time, for sure, but it just works uh, for the show. Knowing two weeks, you got to get that done. Got, you got to be recording next Thursday or Friday, Scoots, or two Thursdays, whatever. So, so then we say, okay, well, where did we leave off last time? Okay, she had a whole other adventure. Well, in this sense, the same environment we met the first time is probably the best place to start the story. Where does the story start? With Lady Witchbeard not wanting anything to do with me. And me longing to be with Lady Witchbeard once again, like, because if she, like I kind of talked about in the first episode, I think when I'm pitching her is like, of course you want to be with, uh, if you have a leader who's a real leader who makes you feel safe and part of something and is competent, like, of course you want to work on the enterprise if you could. I mean, if that's your thing, like, so... Like, once you've been exposed to someone like that, uh, uh, like, it, 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 it's something you desire. Or particularly the character of Daw, which is similar to me, but I'm not a, a leader seeker, really, as much as Daw is. Uh, but maybe if I came in contact with Lady Witchbeard, I would be. So I said, okay, so Lady Witchbeard is once again reluctant, and we got to introduce this song Brandy to her which will start the adventure. But then there's still, like I said, wait a second, though. Like, Lady Witchbeard's going to be, like, really resistant. She does not want anything to do with me. And this song does not quite have the immediacy, though. While it's interesting, it didn't feel like it was quite... It has it has enough juice to make a series about it and create a catalyst in Lady Witchbeard... But I don't know. I felt like there has to be something else because uh, then I said, okay, I want this to happen in the 13 seas, uh, not in the witch world and not in our world or an alternative reality. I said, I want this to be, I was hoping it would be a pirate, like I was thinking it would be just a story of piracy. And like Lady Witchbeard would be trying to find the man who loved the sea uh, and answer that question for Brandy. Um, that's what I conceptually thought like we would do. I said, okay, that, like, we'll try to answer those questions and probably be straight for- <laughs> probably straightforward. 
and we'll go we'll do some pirate stuff and then we'll do some more pirate stuff and some pirate pirate style and we'll get the answer or we won't uh, but we'll get close uh and so when I thought about that, I said, okay, well, what's the 13 C's like now? And what's, how, how are we going to have this piracy? I don't know. At some point I stumbled up kind of on this bureaucratic idea. Also as one more motivator, because I thought like a lady, which was just too smart to fall into the trap again of me playing a song and hit her, her, it's stirring in an idea in her. And her going for it, like, even if she wanted to, she she would be like, fool me once, it's fine, fool me twice, no chance of that happening with Lady Witchbeard, it's, it's that simple. But, uh, so I said, okay, well, okay, so we need an extra motivator, but maybe it's not personal, and we wanted this to be pirate, we've never seen Lady Witchbeard as a pirate, very, like, uh, so then I don't know how the, I, this bureaucratic idea came up, but, but I said, okay, it would make sense if like, uh, and also like what, like how would, like me and Lady Witchford's idea, I don't know, just ideas to explore. I said, okay, well, maybe Lady Witchford is on the outs with the Pirate Pirates League. Maybe that would create more conflict later on. And then also I did watch a bunch of old movies and uh, there's like a very... I don't know if you want to say archetypal pirate type, like Earl Flynn. And I said, okay, well, that's not Lady Witchbeard's style. And so how does that fit in? Because, again, if you're playing in archetypes, it just gives you or familiarity. I don't know, it's just inspired. Like, I don't know. So I said, okay, or for people... Like a like a dread dread pirate Roberts Wesley from Princess Bride will be the the more modern or not that's not I mean I guess the eighties nineties version of that that you may be familiar with and then maybe Orlando Bloom but he's a little uh, more by the rules uh, less of a rogue. I don't know. I didn't see all those movies. But, I mean, he is swashbuckling, I'd say. So, okay. Um, where does that leave us? So, so I said, okay, maybe, they, yeah, there's this bureaucracy. Because at some point you have to deal with the charismatic pirate. I mean, there's no other way around it uh, if you're dabbling in piracy. Or at least I felt that way. So I said, okay, well, we, so we have to do, come across this charismatic pirate or swashbuckling style, you know, swinging from the ramparts. So I don't know, as we started out the season, those were things. I said, okay, maybe Lady Witchbeard needs an extra motivator to get back into the world of piracy and and take me along like maybe she needs some extra desperation is what it turns out because again I don't think you would take if you were a witch pirate no offense to me or Daw but I already kind of created enough problems for Lady Witchbeard she probably she doesn't know that she's not better like on a conscious level and on a common sense level she'd be like well I'm better off without Daw and can't have the story without Daw the narrator. 
so that's a problem. I'm a problem that needed to be solved. Uh, so again, it's like, okay, but if she has some extra, if she's acting on her instinct to act when she hears about an adventure that appeals to her, but she's also has an extra motivation that kind of puts her in a tough spot. Uh, then she kind of might need me more. And then it makes the timing more, it makes more sense. I don't know. It just kind of grew. But that's where you start build, I started building. I said, okay, okay, this pushes her, this pushes us into the world of 13 C's in the first episode. And then it keeps us moving. Then it gives us kind of a, because you, like, again, people don't believe this and, uh, but you cannot have any story, in my opinion, but definitely even a sleep with a man story without layers of conflict, like uh, an antagonism. And, and, it, and that makes it fun to make episodes of Sleep With Me. But without an episode, like without any conflict or antagonism, the episodes, there's no motion. Like the episodes, even though they're sleepy, you can't meander without moving forward. Like, you can't meander without moving, right? Even if you're going backwards, you need some sort of momentum. And, like, like, like even if you have a great character, like, if there's no sort of antagonism or purpose or conflict, even if there's a purpose, then they're just, go- well, why would they meander if they know the goal, uh... Or I don't know. It just makes it, it makes a better story, but it also makes it the story is almost impossible to tell for me uh, in a concise way. I mean, in a concise way within the Sleep with Me sandbox, without having some sort like like I can't. I just can't. I don't know. It's the only way to form it for me. It's kind of like part of the language or something. I don't know how to describe it. And it's also gives you like you're building a train, right? Uh, and uh, it's like okay, so it's like the train's moving. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like uh, it's just part of my process, I, I guess. So I said, okay, well, okay, so now we have a couple motivations that are moving, and then we're formulating. Like, and I said, okay, this is better than just having this, like, one giant piece of antagonism because we don't know what it is. Uh, we're trying to figure that out as the Lady Witch Weird and Daw. So, what are the antagonisms or conflicts? Well, we don't know. We got to find Brandy and get to the bottom of it. But Lady Witch Weird also has uh, lost her clearance as a pirate, and she's expected to be the apprentice of this guy, Don Dankle. Okay, will Don Dankel be the antagonist or not? Well, he's going to be a source of antagonism. But I felt like, uh, for me, sometimes stuff can be on the nose or, like, whatever, as expected. But I was like, oh, like, uh, and I think a character like uh, like uh, like that type of Don Dankel, swashbuckling pirate, that's not good, is, is a great, could be a great character. But for this series, I said, eh, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Uh, at first, I kind of was like, like I was like, but this could be. I said, who is this Don Dankel? He's incredibly, you know, swashbuckling and dashing. 
I don't know if Lady Witchbeard will like that, but as much as I wanted those two not to get along, and I thought it would be good for the story, or it might drive, drive us to this next, where we're, drive us towards the man who loved the sea and brandy, it just ended up, uh, then no, as we uncovered stuff, uh, that wasn't what was story, what we were finding in the story swamp as we dug into the muck below. But it did carry us into episode two and three. I said, okay, and it makes perfect sense. Uh, the pirates killed in the 13 seas has very strict rules. Lady Witchbeard has not been paying her dues or, you know, renewing her certifications. And so by their rules, uh, she's no longer a full-fledged pirate. She's an apprentice, and she has to go back and work with Don Dankel, who is a by-the-bookish full-fledged pirate and then she could be regain her rights to piracy um and would lady which weird be down for that oh no 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 and and i thought also like be like a little bit of character building for lady which weird that's like she has to kind of relearn these skills we didn't really have time to play in that too much and maybe that, oh, will this story be an exploration of her? Does she have some sort of pirate inadequacy? Which, I mean, in some sense, that's how the payoff of the series is, but in a much different, unexpected way. But so those were, again, okay, that's carrying the story forward for me and exploring some new ground or, I don't know, it felt good. Uh, so I said, okay, so... This is why Lady Witchbeard is returning to the 13 Seas. Why is 13 Seas? Oh, this is this universal myth. Like, what if, uh, I, I don't know. I said, because some of the stuff about the necklace in the song, I said, okay, that's a very specific thing to mention in a song. Uh, gold of chain from the north of Spain or whatever. And I said, okay, that's something. And then, so I said, maybe that's a lady witch. Well, this reminds me, uh, like, it's not like she'd never heard the song before. Because otherwise it's like, uh, well, Brandy's from this world. Like, uh, like uh, I mean, I thought about that for a little while, but I said, okay, there's no way we could set it in 2020, 2021. Uh, like, it just wouldn't be as fun. Uh and I don't know, 13 C's is something I always wanted. I guess that was like a qualifier for the season like or, or something on my checklist. It's like, does this take place in the 13 C's? I don't know. So, I don't know. Then saying, I mean, it was a little bit of a cheat, I guess, to say, oh, yeah, I know this song from the 13 C's too. Let's look into it. Also, let's go. Oh, why? Well, I want to go on this adventure. Lady Witcher's not totally honest. I've lost all my supposed to, re, you know, let's go now as opposed to let's go later. Because otherwise it's like, well, this song's old. Why do we need to go now? So then we go, and I'm not sure of the series of events again, because like I said, it's episodically modular, but we get to that world and sometimes, like I talk about Sleep With Me, trying to keep it as contained as I can as far as characters. And so we definitely hit some hurdles with that because we came across Brandy because he definitely wanted to do a scene with Brandy, like finding Brandy and like a kind of um, procedural in the sense of like, uh, let's go through this song 
and find brandy. And at first I thought that would carry, like, maybe that's it. Like the whole, I thought maybe the whole season would be us going to different ports to find brandy, trying to stay, like, dealing with Don Dankle, and then trying to find the man who loves the sea. So I think at the time, that's kind of how I thought things would unfold. Uh, but, uh, it, it apparently didn't like, I did definitely wanted to have a scene with Lady Witchbeard kind of teaching some of the men that aren't appreciative of Brandy's hard work, uh, a lesson. So that was kind of gratuitous in some sense. Cause I said, Lady Witchbeard would not like this behavior of saying, Oh, why don't you be my husband or whatever? Uh, but then once we discover Brandy, I could, like, uh, I was like, okay, um, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with Brandy as like, uh, uh, someone that needed to be rescued. Like I said, okay, that's not, uh, not feeling that as like a part of the story. Like, oh, our job is to kind of help or, or someone trying to get back, like, uh, like, while those kind of things are part of the story, like longing and vengeance or whatever, again, they, they didn't start pulling the string. So I said, okay, well, that's unfortunate. I thought it would. Uh, uh, but again, that's not appealing to Lady Witchford. She wants to look into this. Uh, um, but I don't know. In a sense, we got distracted because there was another story to be told. It's really that simple. Uh, and it, yeah, it takes two or three episodes to find that out. So then it was like Don Dankel's trying to track Lady Witchbeard down. Is Don Dankel going to catch us? Uh, what would happen then? Uh, okay, well, maybe that is inevitable because I kind of watched some movies. I said, okay, well, this is what happened in this movie. Well, it'll probably happen a little bit different. How could it happen a little bit differently? And then it's like, okay, well, what if Lady Witchbeard ends up being Don Danko's apprentice? Uh, and I said, okay, that wouldn't, like, you can't hang out. Like, I said, okay, how are we going to do this creatively? Because you can't force, even for three or four episodes, at first I said, okay, I don't think this is going to work uh, with Lady Witchbeard just being passive. I don't know, like having an onboard contained ship kind of like thing where it's like, oh, Lady Witch, like Don Dankel's like, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't feeling it again. And Don Dankel as a character was troublesome in a good way because he was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a dominant uh, boss. Uh, I just want to be, again, in the theme of competence in some sense. He said, I'm not looking, Lady Witchbeard is supposed to be my apprentice. Not my, I'm not here to demean her. I'm here to treat her with dignity and respect, but also by, by the rules uh, and, you know, to build her up uh, and get her back as a full-fledged pirate, but by the rules. So then I said, oh, boy, we got, it. <laughs> we got some creative challenges here. So we have Brandy, and Brandy... Uh, the song is still motivating Lady Witchbird, but Brandy doesn't seem to be catalyzing anything. And I don't want to force that on her because she's saying, no, I'm not a catalyst right now. But there is something mysterious about me, 
so, I mean, it, normally in another story, you'd have to figure this out or you'd figure it out in a series of drafts, you say. But meanwhile, I'm figuring out why I'm building the train, right? But that's a good thing for sleep with me because you say, okay, if the question doesn't want to be answered now, then part of the story is exploring and finding the answer. Okay, Brandy's mysterious. I don't get her motivations. Okay, let's say yes to that. Uh, Don Dankle does not want to be the center of the story as an antagonist of Lady Witchbeard. Okay, huh. Well, that's interesting choice you're making, Don Dankle. Not, not, it's not a, it's not ideal for me as a storyteller, but I'll listen to you. Like it's like almost like Don Dankle. Uh, it, 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 this is not a, uh, an, like a direct link, but like, in a, maybe it's in the back of my mind. I don't know. Like, like when Riker, everybody's like, when are you going to be in command of your own ship? When are you going to be in a command of your own ship? Uh, and he's like, geez, I'm on my own timeline. Like, or I'm ha like, this is, uh, like, it's none of your business. Basically Don Danko was saying to me, it's none of your bit. I said, why aren't you going to be a jerk or. Why aren't you going to cause some trouble that Lady Witchbeard has to react to in a direct way? Said, none of your business. I'm running the ship. I'm a member of the guild. I'm just competent. None of your business, anything else. I said, yeah, but I created you. I'm too late now. So then I said, okay, all right, well, uh, where do we build from here? And I don't know where the other ideas came from. That ended up being the foundation for the story that we did tell. Uh, but it was like, uh, again, like investigating a little bit of a mystery, which worked in these constraints that the characters were giving me. Lady Witchbeard had, and I found ourselves under Don Dankel. Don Dankel was not going to be moving the story forward, but a part of the story. And Brandy at the time was uh, saying, well, I'm just a mystery and I'm a passive mystery at this point, but there is something more to me. So I said, okay, but Don Dankel didn't say there's something more to me. So I guess that's like, a, you might say, well, do, no, the, those characters were t saying two different things. Brandy was saying, just wait. Yeah, my motivations aren't going to be clear to you, which in some storytelling you might say, I don't know, there's something to write about and explore. Like, you, so many people are used to uh, consuming created things. So this is more part of the process for me. So then I say, okay. So then I said, okay, well, um, this is what we have here to work with. Uh, and I don't really know where it came from, to be honest. But I said, okay, wait a second. Uh the leap did come that and Brandy would be a part of it, uh, but I still wasn't sure if she would be a part of it on whose side. But I said, okay, what would put the man who loves the sea under dirt? Like, what would be the greatest source of antagonism? So if Lady Witchbeard is investigating the man who loves the sea and Brandy, trying to find him, uh... Like that, we, she would use the necklace, she would find Brandy, then she would find the necklace or do those things. So that's how Lady Witchbeard would behave. Uh, but if we still needed a source of antagonism and we've struck out Brandy, not a current 
active source of antagonism. Uh, Don Dankel, not going to be a long-term source of antagonism. Maybe conflict, because he's, you know, an obstacle. But he's not going to, the story's not going to turn on his decisions. Uh, he's not going to be in opposition. He might be in conflict with Lady, Lady Witchbeard, but he's, you know what I mean? So I said, okay, well, if Lady Witchbeard's the purpose of this season is to tell the story of Lady Witchbeard and finding the man who loves the sea and investigating that, uh, okay, well, we have our investigation. Now, you do have some short-term conflict. Don Dankel's in the way of that investigation because we need to find north of Spain. So that's kind of where you say, okay. But at the same time, then you say the growing antagonism of the season so there's your episodically antagonism is like procedural, like a couple episodes of procedural. But then also then the the good thing is when you don't have, you have to get more creative. So, okay, well, what would be the worst thing that could happen in the man who loves the sea? Uh, the sea ceases to, to exist. Oh, what would be the worst thing that could happen to, to Lady Witchbeard if she's a witch pirate in the 13 seas? the seas would cease to exist. And then you actually build more. Oh, wait, Don Danko wouldn't like that either. Um, and they say, okay, well, how would you cease the seas to exist uh, and why? And then the rest of the season just grows out of that. Oh, boy, well, what if you made gel- the sea into jello? Uh, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Why would you make the, who would make the sea into jello? Why would they do that? And how would we stop, how would we, one, realize that, and then how would we stop them? So that's where you start to get motivation of, uh, you know what I mean? That that carries us through to the end, uh, and that made it fun. And then it also gave us, my favorite thing, I think, about the series was saying that, uh, like like getting giving Lady Witchbeard a chance to explore, to be, to surrender, and to, to not have competence, uh, to be like, wait a second, I'm outmatched here. What do I do in the case where I'm outmatched, but I still, and that's what great movies do or great stories, uh, like of these, uh, like, uh, I mean, they do them in a much different way, but you say, Okay, how do you say, you know, if the stakes are the sea and your opposition is stronger than you and your best plan, like how would Lady Witch would react to that if that's the truth? Uh, and then she, like, uh, so that was like my, definitely my favorite part uh, from an emotional connection to a character standpoint. And as a human being, I guess, like uh, to think about Lady Witch as a real living and breathing being is like, well, this is a gigantic opportunity for growth uh, and heroism and setting an example of what heroism and leadership really is. He's saying, oh, how do I behave if uh, I need to do what's best for everybody? It's impossible from a storytelling standpoint. Like, uh, it's always like when you're reaching the top of the story or whatever you say, okay, fixing, saving if this is the stakes and saving, like doing what it takes to, uh, like uh, to save the stakes is impossible. How does the character go beyond that? You know, 
And like Lady Witchbeard's limitation is almost her effectiveness and her competence. That's like her weakest point that they've discovered. And they hope to prey on that. And then that's how this, I mean, then that leads to the final episode. Uh, and then, yeah, who knows what comes out of that. Uh, we did take a lot of time, so we didn't get to look into the old lady, which we can find that. I think we ran it as a repeat once, and uh, patrons can find it for sure. And then, yeah, soon I'll be working on the new series. Uh, so we have a holiday three for, uh, which is based on one popular episode from the holidays last year. And then um, we'll start a new series that'll run 12 or 13 episodes in the winter and the spring of 2022 that I'm excited about. It'll be a new series. Uh, uh, so I'm really pumped. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much and good night, everybody.